1: Thank you for
0: traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal.
3: And I'm Anissa Ferreira.
2: The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4
3: is
0: with Jason McIntyre. Hello
6: and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Monday, January 18th. Happy MLK Day to everybody out there listening. I think a lot of people have off work today. Not straight fire. Definitely can't take a break um, in the middle of football season, especially coming off a, shucks, I don't even have a word to describe the chaos I saw over divisional weekend in the playoffs Uh, I don't know if, I mean, I I came into Sunday thinking, man, we'll probably end up starting with Lamar Jackson. And then Pat Mahomes get knocked out. Oh, we're going to start with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, my gosh. And then Drew Brees and Tom Brady did battle. And um, I, I, I can't believe what I saw, folks. First of all, brutal beat if you had the New Orleans Saints favored by three, as I did. Drew Brees was awful. I mean, there's no way around it. He was terrible. That was the last game. He will ever play in the NFL, and all anyone's going to be remembering from this game is three interceptions in his own end. Led directly to Tampa Bay points, and the Saints and Breeze were terrible. I'm going to say this before everybody goes off and says, Oh, Tom Brady's so great, or Rob G jumps in and kills Tom Brady for not having an amazing performance. I'll start with Breeze and the Saints because I bet them and I'm angry that they lost. Okay? Okay. They're leading by a touchdown in the third quarter. They force Tampa to punt. Okay, so the Saints have the ball, and they're up a touchdown at home. They get a first down deep in their own end. All right. Jared Cook catches a ball to convert a third down. Runs into Tampa territory. So now you're up seven with the ball across midfield, and he fumbles. Devin White scoop it up, goes the other way, and that, ladies and gentlemen, was that. That was the game right there in the third quarter. Tampa Bay, after that, never looked back. Touchdown, field goal. Touchdown, that's a wrap, and the world gets Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game. We'll get to Rodgers. There's not a lot to say. He was great Saturday. The bigger story, obviously, is the ageless wonder, Tom Brady, 43 years old. And this is a staggering stat. If you remove the year... That he was knocked out in week one with the ACL. You remove that season. He has been a starting quarterback for 19 seasons. He's been to the conference championship. 14 of them. 14 of 19. Now, as a Jets fan, I'm conditioned to not like Tom Brady. Um, I like Tom Brady. I think I've told the story. I've interviewed him a couple times. He's been super cool. Interviewed him at a Victoria's Secret party. Funny guy. Um He's living the dream, folks. He's got millions of dollars, wealthy beyond belief, married to a supermodel, by all accounts is a good father, um, and he's a great quarterback. Like Tom Brady, I know the numbers won't say he was phenomenal, um, but he did exactly what he needed to do. 18-33, to buck 99, two touchdowns, ran for another one where he tried to high-five the referee afterward. That was classic. This is why... If, if you see Rob G. out there slandering Brady in the social media streets, this is why Tom Brady was great, okay? Mike Evans had one catch for three yards. Godwin, eh, four catches, 34 yards. Gronk did not do much in the game at all. The running game was kind of cooking. But it's not like it was cooking with gas. I mean, uh, you know, Fournette had, uh, what do you have, 62 yards rushing? Uh, and Ronald Jones had 63. Like, those aren't amazing numbers. This is where the game, I thought, was won. Tie game. Tom Brady gets the ball deep in his own end. It's 3rd and 11 after a penalty. You're like, oh, they're going to give the ball back to the Saints. Tom Brady with an amazing 3rd and 11 back shoulder throw to a rookie. Tyler Johnson turns, makes a great catch. First down. Later in the drive, 3rd and 5. Antonio Brown on the sideline with nursing an injury. Mike Evans bottled up. Tom Brady drops a 29-yard bomb into a bucket that only Scotty Miller could catch. Third and five conversion. Bucks go down, get the field goal. Never look back. Two quintessential Brady plays. Trusting guys who aren't stars, who don't get a lot of targets, and he delivered perfect passes. The one to Miller was incredible. And I saw a stat during the game that uh, Brady wasn't even good throwing the football down the field. He was one of five on throws over 20 yards. Ah, but in the fourth quarter, facing third and five, Brady delivers to Scotty Miller, of all people. I mean, listen, folks, this is what Brady does. He's a, he, he's a winner. What can I say now? he's Is he going to go into limbo and beat uh, Aaron Rodgers? I don't know about that. I do did not look at the weather. Rob G will look at the weather and then let me know uh, in one minute whether or not it's going to be, you know, a snow game or balmy weather at Lambeau. It's going to be a tough one for Tom Brady. There's no doubt about it. But I will say this um, they already smashed the Packers and they do well what the Packers don't and they win at the line of scrimmage. I don't think the Packers O line will have an advantage here. And the return of Devin White is massive. As you saw, he was incredible for Tampa. Number 45 all over the field. Tackles in the backfield. The scoop on the fumble. An interception. He didn't really let Alvin Kamara get loose. I was super impressed by Devin White in the first meeting. He helped hold Aaron Jones to 15 yards on 10 carries. This is a Packers team that wants to run the football. They had 188 on the ground against the Rams. The most the Packers have ever had in a playoff game with Aaron Rodgers as the starter. I saw this at three and a half. I think it's already ticked up to four. It's tough not to like uh, the Green Bay Packers at home here. Rob G., do you want to come in with your Tom Brady slander now or do you want to wait or what do you want to do?
7: Well, first off, let me just give you the temperature in Green Bay coming up on Sunday since you asked for it. 24 degrees, chance of snow. (laughs) That is football (laughs) weather, baby.
6: It is. Nice for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Warm weather guys going to cold weather. Although Tom knows the cold, given all his years in New England. So go ahead. Go ahead. Rip Brady up and down. Tear him a new one. You, You could rip Breeze if you want. Go ahead. You could rip Breeze. He was terrible. He's washed.
7: Look, no, I don't want to rip Tom Brady. That's not what I'm here to do. It's hard to rip a guy when his team won. He's going to the NFC Championship, but I will say this: the ball washing that has gone on in the media by guys like you and other guys in sports is just—it's gone off—it's gone off the rails. I mean, Tom Brady completed less than fifty-five percent of his passes for the third straight playoff game he also by the way threw for less than 200 yards on Sunday against the Saints he is not the story the story is Drew Brees the story is Drew Brees throwing three interceptions all of them on his side of the 50 yard line he was terrible 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 and really bad shout out to Charles Barkley I guess you know kudos to Brady for for being mistake free throughout the game but the story is not that Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks won the game. The story is that Drew Brees vomited all over himself and single-handedly cost his team a shot at the NFC title game.
6: No, I, I get it. But people, uh, yes, uh, it, that, that's it. Drew Brees was terrible. But why kill a guy instead of when you can promote Brady, who's going to, like I said, his 14th championship game. In 19 years. That's amazing. Like, the guy was good. He delivered when he had to. Yes, he was handed the turnovers. I'll add this. And I and I missed this on the Saints. How bad did they miss Taysom Hill in that offense? Like, it's very clear. They had nothing. Rob, they had five first downs via penalty. And they needed all of them, by the way. <laughs> like, they struggled offensively. 4.9 yards per play. They had 294 yards in the game. Like... I'm just curious, does Michael Thomas ask for a trade before or after February 1? This goes back to earlier in the season, and I think we talked about it on the podcast. He was ticked off uh, internally. There are some problems, and essentially, he was refusing to play. He was healthy. Remember, he was like, he's healthy, he's practicing, but, he, oh, he's not coming back. And it, it kept going and kept going, and they're like, oh, maybe they're saving him for the buy." you know. Michael Thomas is just unhappy. He does not like it there. Um, and I don't know if he's going to like it a lot more when Taysom Hill is the starter next year. I don't know if it's going to be Winston. The Saints, they've had a great run, man. Um, it feels like it's over. Getting outscored 10-0 in the fourth quarter at home uh, uh, against uh, Tom Brady and, and the Bucks. Like It feels like the run for the Saints is over. They're in a major salary cap issue. Breeze obviously retiring. They lost their... Assistant head coach, who we'll talk about later in the show, he's going to the Detroit Lions. But um, the Saints had a good run. Ultimately, it's over. Last four years, one of the best teams in the league, and every year they've really just crapped their pants in the
0: playoffs, and they're done. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
8: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
6: Uh, All right, let's get to, I, I think, you know, the Pat Mahomes story is going to be the story of the week. You know, probably second in America after the inauguration, kind of a big deal there. Um, especially if you watch 60 minutes, Oh boy, Patrick Mahomes got taken down, clean hit. His head just went right down. And as soon as he got up with the wobbly legs, it was terrifying. Now I was reading about concussion protocol and it appears that he's going to have to get clearance from an independent neurologist. And I don't think he's going to be able to practice for at least five days. That's the way I read it. Now, hey, we could learn more stuff uh, here in the next 48 hours, but it looks to me like Patrick Mahomes will be held out of practice until at least Friday. Um, Chiefs are going to be hosting the third straight championship game. And they skate by, <laughs> barely skate by, Cleveland 22-17. Chad, anything is possible. Coming through in the clutch, 35 years old. And Andy Reid had the big, humongous, brass cojones to go for it on fourth down from midfield. It was basically you go for it you and you get it. You win the game. You don't. You might lose the game. And Andy Reid shocked the world. Everybody thought they were just going to draw him off sides or try to. And he just went the quick snap. Whoa, he's doing it. He's going for it. But at that point, Henny got the pass out, complete first down, um, and the Chiefs advance. Now, Chiefs. 0-8-1 in their last nine games covering the spread. Browns hit that. That was a nice cover, although it was lucky because Mahomes uh, left the game in the third quarter. I just want to give a quick shout-out to the Honey Badger. How good? Like, Devin White was incredible for the Bucks all over the field. Honey Badger was everywhere for Kansas City. I mean, he was phenomenal. Just a great game. I didn't think the Kansas City defense was particularly good. I think the Browns had seven plays of 20 or more yards. So, I think this Chiefs defense has some holes, and the Bills will be able to exploit it. But this Patrick Mahomes news will have me off this game pretty much all week until I find out. I'm not betting the Bills on the hope that Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, because I want him to play. And, you know, the scuttlebutt late Sunday was, listen, Mahomes passed the second concussion test, and he should be good. But uh, that doesn't mean anything to me. That that doesn't mean that I'm ready to fire on the Chiefs um, in a game where... Remember, they lost an AFC title game two years ago to Brady and the Patriots. A classic. That game was really good. Um, I don't think they're a slam dunk to beat the Bills here. Chiefs just continue to be unimpressive. They led, I think, Rob G, 19-3. And you think they're going to put them away and? Just couldn't do it. Uh, obviously, the Mahomes injury changed things, but I have an interesting stat slash trend. And again, trends are not predictive. Take this for what you will. What you will. Teams that beat an opponent in the regular season and then host them in the conference championship the same season are thirty-five and sixteen since nineteen seventy, and seven and two in the last ten years. So, beat an opponent in the season. And then you host him again, 7-2 in the last 10 years. Um, that does bode well for the Chiefs, but again, that, what does that mean? That's just just stats. You know, you could just take that in. Um, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible if um, Patrick Mahomes can't play, you know? I, I know Bills fans are excited about that, but it's bad for the league. Like, that just sucks. Patrick Mahomes is uh, Super Bowl MVP, league MVP, Pretty much the face of the NFL. It certainly ain't your guy, Lamar Jackson. Now, I know Rob G really going in hard, hard on Lamar Jackson all weekend. A lot of people bashing Lamar. You can't pay him. Uh, how can anybody extend him? Um, Lamar Jackson now 1-3 in, in four playoff games. Um, another double-digit loss. I will go to my grave saying this, people. I If that exact game was happening again, I would bet the Ravens again, because again, this is a similar situation to the saints, except they were down 10, three. They missed two field goals in the wind. Right. And it's not just some guy missing two field goals. It's Justin Tucker, one of the greatest kickers in NFL history. Okay. So you outgain gain them. Um, and that's before the garbage time stuff, the missed field goals. And you're driving in the red zone down 10, three and They can't pick up the blitz and Lamar doesn't. He needs like a second longer to hit Hollywood Brown for the touchdown to tie the game up. The very next play, Lamar has a terrible read and he throws a pick six. 101 yards the other way. So instead of a tie game at 10-10 and the Ravens are right there and you're feeling confident because the Ravens defense had totally shut down the bills. um, It's 17-3 and it's game over. And then compounding matters on the after the kickoff first play. You know the Ravens' center, who had a nightmare game, had like five bad snaps, has another one, and Lamar gets his clock cleaned, gets a concussion, and doesn't return. So it was just like a nightmare for me between the Ravens and the Saints and the turnovers, like it, it, you know, uncharacteristic stuff. I don't know. I I think it's is it okay, Rob G, for me to say I don't know what to do with Lamar Jackson? Obviously, he's a dominant regular season player. And in the postseason, he's limited. Can the coaches find a way to remove the, oh, it's Lamar, it's the playoffs, we know what to do. Can the coaches find that? I I think part of it's on them, Rob, right? Is it not on Roman and Harbaugh? It it was just
7: so unusual what happened in that game for the Ravens. I mean, Lamar Jackson in his career before uh, that game on Saturday... 49 touchdowns, zero interceptions in the red zone. And so it's fitting his throws his first red zone interception in a playoff game and it goes back to the house 101 yards. And then Justin Tucker had never missed two field goals in a game yeah. since 2018. Uncharacter. In his career, he was a perfect 11 of 11 in the playoffs inside of 50 yards and he missed two of them. So it was just, you know, a series of of untimely errors by the Baltimore Ravens. Because like you mentioned, you know, they, they ha- had him on first downs. They were better on third down. They had more total yards. They had more total time of possession. It's just, you know, three very uncharacteristic mistakes that happened at the absolute worst time.
6: I'll just say this for Bills Mafia fans who want to kill me because I picked the Raiders. Um, the high-scoring juggernaut offense of the Buffalo Bills... In two playoff games, has four offensive touchdowns. That's it. Like for eight quarters, four offensive touchdowns. Like welcome to playoff football, guys. It ain't easy. Uh, the Ravens had a great defensive game plan. Um, I don't know if the Chiefs will Chiefs will be able to duplicate it. But Steve Spagnolo, who's the guy who shut down the Tom Brady, Randy Moss um, juggernaut in the Super Bowl. He has his work cut out this week, but I have a feeling he's had his eye on this game for a while. So that covers the good games from the weekend. Now, um, a lot of non-game news to report. Now, Rob G., we could start with some of this Eagles chatter. Holy cow. Um, We could do Dan Campbell to the Lions. We could do the surprise hire of the L.A. Chargers. Or we could do Deshaun Watson essentially demanding a trade. I'll let you pick Rob G. Cause I'm ready to fire on all these damn topics.
7: I would love to hear your take on the Rams hire. Cause to me, that was the big shocker of the night.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings.
1: Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe
9: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: All right, so everybody said, boy, all you need to do is get Justin Herbert, a great offensive guy, and he's going to go to the moon. You know, he's going to make the jump to light speed. It's over. And then you really think about it, and you're like, wait a sec. Justin Herbert did this? He had this good of a season? With Anthony Lynn? Really? Oh, wait a minute. And you know, from the Chargers, I can kind of, sort of understand the move to bring in Brandon Staley. He's going to be the new head coach. Um, he was the Rams' defensive coordinator. I the trepidation for me and the producer of my weekend radio show, uh, Gavin. He does social media for this podcast, and he loves the hire. and He's already like was texting me on Sunday night. Hey, hey listen, before you kill it, there's some good things here, and he made some good points, like. Essentially, I don't want to say you get a figurehead in there for Justin Herbert, but, like, Justin Herbert knows what he's doing. I have a lot of confidence. Is, you know, whoever you get to be the offensive coordinator, the head coach, you're not going to go to Justin Herbert and say, we need to change this, that, and the other. No, 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 no. You do all these things well. We are going to take that and supplement it and then, you know, basically make it on steroids. That's what we're going to do. You want everything we just did last year and do it a little better. Because offensively, they were terrific. Remove the Patriots game. Defense is the question. And I just wonder if Brandon Staley knows, hey, man, I had Aaron Donald and um, Jalen Ramsey on my team all season. And we were a top five unit. We faced like six backup quarterbacks. Um, You know, he captured lightning in a bottle with that defense. What's it going to look like when you don't have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey? Now, they do have a Bosa brother, and you could argue they have Derwin James, but, I mean, Derwin James has been a hurt for, what, a season and a half? We know he, when he's healthy, he's really good, but after all these injuries, I have no idea. They have talent on defense. I mean, I, I think there's a buy signal on the Chargers. I will definitely be betting them to get into the playoffs next year. Uh, sorry about your Raiders. So, o- overall, I'm not going to destroy the move, but I'll say this. Every offensive guy is going to be lining up to be the offensive coordinator for the Chargers. Because guess what? When you coach Herbert, you're going to look good. They got Keenan Allen. I think they're going to probably lose Hunter Henry. You got Mike Williams. You got Austin Eckler. You got talent. You need to pick up an offensive lineman, protect Herbert, and that offensive coordinator, whoever you bring in, he's going to be getting looks instantly for head coaching job. And that was my complaint with the Jets last week. If it works, great. But guess what? Then you've got to bring in new guys Every what? Every year, every two years, every three years. Because if it works, people want offensive coaches. So I don't hate the move. I guess I would grade it out as a B to a B plus, like a high, like an 88 out of 100. I like Stanley. Uh, Staley, sorry. Brandon Staley, good hire for the Chargers. As an AFC West guy, Rob G, any thoughts?
7: As a Raider fan, I love the hire. Because, you know, I think that they made a mistake. I think that Brandon Staley, even though he did a great job with the Rams defense this past season, he was un- underqualified. I mean, four years ago, he was coaching uh, at Division Three John Carroll University. But again, the charges for an office, we all know that they are, uh, we'll call it fiscally uh, very responsible, you know, aka they're cheap. There were two very clear uh, head coaching candidates for them. Number one, Brian Dable. Number two, Eric Biennemi. Either one, however you want to slice it. And I think that in making this hire, they are hitching their wagons to a young up-and-coming coach who's going to bring with him, I assume, a young and up-and-coming offensive coordinator. And you, you know what's going to happen is if he, they do well, then that offensive coordinator becomes the next head coaching you know candidate. And I think that you you run the risk just like with the New York Jets where you hire a defensive coordinator, you get this offensive guy in there, and then next thing you know you have a revolving door of coordinators, and that's the worst thing you can do for a young quarterback. So I think that they're uh, playing a risky game with Justin Herbert.
6: My guess as to why they did it is Brian Dable knows he can get top dollar. And he knows he's got an offer from the Texans in his back pocket. Those are his guys. Those are Patriot guys. He has connections to Easterby and Nick Cesario of the Texans. I don't know that he'd want to go in, Dable to that Eagles situation. Like, why? Like, it seems like a mess. And by the way, it looks like Josh McDaniels is the front runner there, which is straight up terrifying. Because we know Josh McDaniels comes from the Belichick tree of control freaks. He went to Denver, got in a fight with Jay Cutler instantly, and they had to trade Jay Cutler just so uh, McDaniels could draft Tim Tebow, who we all know was not really an NFL quarterback. So, like, that's what's going to be going into uh, Philadelphia. And guess what? If Carson Wentz gets fixed, Josh McDaniels gets all the credit. And we know that the GM, Howie Roseman, if you guys read the article over the weekend in the Philadelphia Inquirer, just a savage takedown of Howie Roseman, even Carson Wentz. Like the article basically said Carson Wentz would get the play from the head coach, Peterson, go to the line and just kill the play. Not because of anything he saw, but just because they were like a pissing contest. Like, what, what is that about? Like that, that organization has some major problems, um, I think Dable could have that if he wants it. I don't know how good of a job that is, but I think Dable ends up with the Texans. I mean, if he stays with the Bills, man, I'll be pissed as an AFC East Jets fan. Um, But you're probably right. The Spanos are a little bit on the cheap side. Uh, Historically, that's been the case. And, you know, the young coach who's never been a head coach, you know, he's going to come a lot cheaper. Speaking of cheap, what are the Detroit Lions doing? I unofficial... sorry. I officially broke up My two-year romance with the Detroit Lions, I gassed them up the last uh, two years um, in the preseason. You heard me gass them up on this podcast before the NFL season started. I thought they had a lot of potential. They hired a man named Dan Campbell. Okay? Here's a great stat. Dan Campbell has never been a coordinator in the NFL. Not offense, not deep. Never been a coordinator. He's a motivator. Which rhymes with coordinator. And um, also, they hope that Dan Campbell can like bring everybody together. He's not a master of X's and O's. My gosh, this is a spectacular failure by the Detroit Lions. Just unbelievably terrible. So you're telling me the NFL, which has gone very analytical now, and you're bringing in a motivator who doesn't know X's and O's and has never been a coordinator? What's he going to do? What do you think the motivator does on all these fourth downs, fourth and one, fourth and two decisions? What do you think that guy does? He punts. He's safe. Oh, we got this. Our defense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, this is just a, oh, I feel bad for my Lions friends. Um, And there are a couple. I have a few Lions fans that I'm friends with. Uh, Not many, but a few. Uh, I guess we'll quickly wrap up on this situation with Deshaun Watson and the Texans. Um, So, I don't know, like we've had Rappaport on this show. We've had Albert Breer. Uh, basically, I know the report. Schefter hasn't come on because I don't know if he can, but we are friendly. Follow each other on social media. I've seen him around. And we um, He's represented by the same agency that I am. And so we are friendly. And I can just say this about Schefter. When he reports something, there's definitely more than smoke. He's not going to put out something that's like wishy-washy or rumor mill stuff. There's a lot, of, a lot more than just smoke to this Deshaun Watson stuff, folks. Um, apparently, it isn't just Easterby. He's pissed off Deshaun Watson that the owner straight up lied to his face and was like, oh, yeah, I like that input. Thank you. We will talk to your guys. And then he just said, no, I'm not talking to his guys. I got my guy. And Deshaun Watson can't see past that. So it's not as simple as fire Easterby, which the owner said he's not going to do. And this is a billionaire we're talking about. You know the egos on these guys. Imagine if somebody came in and tried to tell Jerry Jones what to do. You think he's going to listen? You think this McNair guy's going to listen? So it's looking like they're going to have to trade him. Now, the New York Jets are sitting very pretty. They've got two number ones this year. They have number one next year. They have, obviously, the number one the year after that. They have Sam Darnold they can trade or package. Um, now, Deshaun Watson does, I believe... Have a no-trade clause. Um, I don't want to go too deep into the Jets in case he goes to the Dolphins Then I'm crestfallen once again. But it sounds like Deshaun Watson will be on the move. Will it happen this week? We'll see. The NFL's just looking so good right now. You get Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Do you know what the excitement's going to be all week? Um, we will find some other stuff to talk about. More NBA games were canceled on Sunday. Oof. The league's just in such a tough spot. Um, we're thinking about a College Hoops guest this week. If you have any idea, I mean, listen, I have plenty of ideas, but I'm curious if there's anybody out there in the College Hoops landscape that you think we should get inter- get involved with and get on the podcast. Got great feedback on the guest last week. Um, so a big week ahead
0: here on Straight Fire. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
5: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do.